Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. I want to know if you've been affected by crash closures because new figures out show 180 crashes have shut in the past um, year and a half, really, right around the country. The rate at which providers are closing, though, has apparently slowed dramatically since the launch of the um, core funding scheme. And this was a government payment to providers to try and make it somewhat cheaper for parents. But with this, many uh, closing, we're asking, like, what impact is this actually having on you as parents? Can you get childcare now? in your own local area. The number is 1800-453-106. Amanda's with us on the line. Amanda runs um, childcare facilities in Wicklow, Wexford and in Cork. Like, what's the impact, Amanda, first of all, at your own facilities? So, um, there is a a grave impact for us um, when it comes to sustainability. Now, we are a very viable business but remaining in core funding, and we haven't signed our contracts for core funding, which is due to be signed on Friday, um, it, it, won't, it won't give us what we need to, to remain on site and give quality care to all our school-age services. And I just want to touch base with, with the data of uh, numbers of precious closing. We were actually on to a, um, a childcare committee this morning who wanted to verify we had one of our creches in Tallow close, uh, one of our school-age services close. And they were asking us because they don't go by Tusla's figures because they're not up to date and they can take many, many months to be up to date. And sometimes, well, she said sometimes they're wrong, but really majority of the time those those can never be exact. So I actually don't think the figures that the government are coming out with are correct and they're not real life figures or live figures. I just wanted to make that clear. There's so do a you lot think more they're closures. higher or, or less? There's a lot more closures going on than than is being highlighted. Um, I know that from speaking to colleagues myself. Mm. Um, so the worrying, um, for me, what's very worrying is uh, the disregard for, and it was in one of the newspapers, that uh, there's this many closing but this many opening. So we're a dime a dozen, basically. So we're not fit for purpose. We're, we're, there's no respect for our profession. Um, how is that in any way a sustainable sector that even for staff members, that they don't know if they're going to be in the same company they enjoy working for if we're not sustainable and then they'll have to go looking for another job. How is that good for parents, for children? It's just not the correct attitude to have. It, it belittles us as professionals. So you think the 180 figure is understated completely? Oh, In definitely. terms of crash closures? Definitely. So, so what's the impact of that then, we'll say, first of all? I have some parents getting in touch as well, Amanda, that I think seem to be struggling to get places, so we'll, we'll bring them in in a moment. But what's the impact of the other crash closures on your own facility? Like, are you you're totally at capacity? Are you taking calls on a weekly basis? We, we are. We're, we're A lot of our crashes, are, are, our school-age services especially, are full. We have um, a crash in Wicklow that is completely full. There's a waiting list. I mean, those those lists don't happen unless there is uh, the demand is being isn't being fulfilled by facilities, and there isn't facilities, and they're closing down. Or there's other uh, chains who are really very business savvy who are just not taking certain age groups. So they're taking, for example, from one year to six years. Um, and I brought this up actually before. There's um, an area in Dublin um, near Carrick Mines, and both of the um, purpose-built buildings were won and attended by the same company, but they'll only uh, facilitate one year to six year. So where do all those children go once they reach six years? Does all the parents have to give up work because there's no childcare facility in the area? Um, so there's a mix of um, bigger chains really um, 
moving their business, changing their business format to fit the certain amount of age groups that really benefit from core funding. And then the other side is uh, there's a blind eye to exactly how many creches and school age services are closing. Mm. So it's a combination. Okay. Tia was on the line as well in Clare, Amanda. Um, what's your situation, Tia? Hey, I guess. Um, first of all, I have to agree with Amanda with regards to incorrect numbers from the government because I genuinely don't um, think that the government are really um, showing true figures. And I'll tell you why I believe that. Um, my situation personally we have two babies. Um, in 2020, the first one was born. I had to take 18 months maternity leave with her because there was no child care providers that could take her before that. Uh, most of the crashes in Ennis, <clears throat> excuse me, most of the crashes in Ennis don't take children below uh, 12 months old. And the way their ear rotates up a level as such with regards to age is June or July. So Emma our firstborn wasn't able to go. She's a January baby, so she was 18 months before crash was able to take her the following year. So 18, 18, 18, 18 months, 18 months to of you maternity, maternity leave, leave you to take be a pure and second baby. purely because you couldn't get childcare facilities? Yes, indeed. And that was 2020. And I can tell you stories about 2020. I was very fiery at the time because at the end of the day, the government closed down the country for majority of 2020 and we weren't even able to approach crashes at the time. So we only put her on a wait list in September or August 2020. Um, and at the time I had run around different, you know, social welfare duties asking, is there anything for parents in our shoes? Mm. We're both working. I have a job and a career that I love to go back to. However, I can't because I can't just leave a baby at home with no one to mind her. Um, long story short, comes 2023, uh, second baby born again in January. And I'm facing the same thing. So I got in touch with a local TD that was very good to respond to me in 2020 and do his best. However, we didn't get anywhere at the time. And I just asked him, look, situation with crashes is pretty similar. Even though I had to sign up our second baby yeah. when I was three months pregnant, despite the fact that I didn't want to, I didn't want to jinx anything, we were pressed to do it because it was the best way to get on a wait list. Um, she will be going to the same crash as our other one is going. However... Again, because she's a January baby, they won't be taking her until she's at least 12 months old. And the way the year rotates, it will be July 2024. So she will be 18 months old. I am yet again facing my maternity leave just finished six months. So I'm again facing another 12 months of unpaid leave. And my issue with this is we are working parents. We're the ones that are paying high taxes. We're the ones who invested in their education. We're not looking for handouts. But in my particular you know, situation. Okay. And I know many other parents in the same shoes. We are just asking for working parents to be looked after. It's literally offensive. Number one issue is that providers don't take babies below 12 months of age. Number two issue is that the maternity leave in Ireland is literally the lowest in Europe, in the European Union, just say. Um, it is only six months. Everybody knows, moms, dads, everybody knows that um, babies are only starting maybe to wean off if they're on the book or to go into solids, or say in my case, our second one has hip displaces. So no child minder would take her with the brace or with the cast. So it's, there's a lot of issues. In the first year, the best place mm. for baby is with mom or dad, whoever the primary carer is. And there's no um, social policy okay. to allow that to parents who choose to have that, number one, and to parents who are pressed to have that because there are no child care facilities for them. 
Um, um, Amanda, like to your situation of having to take um, the number of months up to 18 months then, additional months of unpaid leave because no uh, childcare facility um, would would take on her, her baby under the age of one. Uh, quite a number of people are getting in touch about that. Like, is, is that nearly policy now in a lot of places? Um, yeah, it's to do with regulations, ratios and um, finances. It's to do with it all. Um, and that's why you'll see the very business savvy who are really profit driven are uh, changing how what age groups they accept. And that's why it's the one to six. So, for example, um, for and we'll go from either scale from the, the six months on or from the six years over. It's just not profitable with how we're being supported through core funding. Um, regulations are regulations and they're there to support uh, the service to make sure that everything is running fine. And that's great. But there needs to be some sort of financial benefit that we're not running at a loss. We're not a charity. We are a business. And people forget that we are a business. And the government needs to know that if we have regulations and we have ratios to stick with, with young small babies, and so we should, there needs to be Uh, financial relief to help the services Mm. accommodate those parents. And on the other side, uh, for six years up, we get 55 cents per child per hour. So you're talking, the funding for school age is at the minute, it will go up by a whole two cents, will be 13 euros and some change per hour. I don't know what what bill I'm meant to uh, uh, allocate that to, (laughs) you know. 55 cents. Yeah. There's a text in from another listener. I registered my baby for childcare when I was just three months pregnant. We had issues with our first child, so I wanted to get it right for our second. I meant to be going back to work in November, but I'm not sure how that's looking. We might have childcare until March, so we might just have to take it and risk it. We've tried 20 crashes. I had a place and was let down by a crash. We're paying a mortgage and one crash spot but I'm not working, so it's really stressful. Tio, how many, or sorry, did I hear you say you, you tried nearly every crash around your local yeah, area? So the other couple of things I wanted to mention, and I, I will try to be brief, I know we're time bound, but I did go to the TD, as I mentioned, with the second baby asking, is there anything for people in our shoes, working parents in our shoes? And he had forwarded the question to finance minister and minister for family youth, et cetera, et cetera. And they both answered with very nearly offensive answers. One of them came back quoting me, you know, the social welfare website, which I'm not dumb, I can read, uh, telling me what parents can avail of. I know what I'm avail- what is available out there to us. My question was, will you change the policy to look after parents in our yeah, shoes? Okay. And the other person that responded to, with regards to how many millions have been pumped into into the um, industry and with the core, as you mentioned, Amanda, with the core uh, scheme, etc. But again, my issue was County Clare. Any okay, so you pocket, couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't of, get any supply. crashes at all in Clare. So you, the, I went out and I did a little survey, and it's based. Eighty mums responded within three days. I just asked them, "Do you think there's sufficient amount of crashes in any in the surrounding area? Did you get enough uh, maternity leave for the beat, or did you have to take more because there was no childcare facilities?" Are your grandparents, for example, or family members available to help you out with childcare? Um, the numbers are astounding. I, I always knew that there was a lot of people um, in our shoes, okay. but the amount okay. of people that are so stressed. And again, these are working parents. Yeah. People okay. are talking about let giving me, up a long life career. Yeah, let, let, up, let, let, let me yeah. bring in Paula for a moment to you as well there. Paula Donoghue is with me. Paula's the owner of um, the Clever Clogs Crash in Ballyconnell and Cavan. Um, Paula, like, do, do you take any under, under one... Uh, years of age children in in your own crash? I'm actually, 
I'm actually very proud to say, yes, Andrea, I do. You do, but yeah. In the face of core funding, um, and can I start off by saying core funding was really well-intentioned. It was well-conceived. But unfortunately, the core funding rates were set before the unprecedented inflationary cost that has hit the entire country, not just ourselves in crash. Um, couple that with uh, when you signed up for the core funding stream of funding, you also signed up to a fee freeze. Now, the fee freeze was to the year 2021. Now, to, to put the landscape of childcare in 2021, we were in receipt of EWSS, being very well supported, and we're in a voluntary fee freeze. So, in fact, today, the fees that I'm stuck at are 2017. So they have no relationship to operating and a business with the inflationary costs of today, of 2023. Um, so this therein lies your problem. And this is where a lot of crashes are coming under financial pressure. So to mm. answer your question, I've been open since 2008 and I very proudly kept my baby room open throughout all of that time. Sadly, due to lack of government um, funding and government policy, I am actually going to be closing out my under ones from uh, the end of March 2024. I will okay. let the last baby that committed today. And I'm really annoyed that I have to do this. But financially, my Nautilus service is not making... I'm subsidising childcare at the moment on behalf of the government. We have appealed to them to, to come to the table, talk to us. We did say in 2022 when they were bringing core funding please allow those crashes who hadn't touched their fees during the the voluntary fee freeze please let them come up to at least the average of 2021 so that they can remain sustainable we weren't allowed to so we're not sustainable thus the crisis and to answer your question on the waiting list i i hear your 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 listener down in county care and my heart bleeds for her yeah it's one of many people actually stories uh, like that I have so many phone calls I receive here myself. I cleared my waiting list for my 0-3 service in March. Uh, starting April 1st, I started a new waiting list. I currently am sitting with 40 people for 24 places maximum in that service on the waiting list. And I'm saying to people, look, I, don't, I can't guarantee you anything. We just put my name on in case you get a cancellation. And you just feel your heart bleeds for these parents. And I could build two crashes, but I can't get staff. Then you go into our second issue that we have in childcare is, is staffing recruitment retention which all stems back to funding you know the, as long as staff conditions are the pay is poor you're not going to recruit and you certainly aren't going to So the situation is nearly going, it's nearly going to get worse Paula I think I'm a very positive person I really am um, I look to something I think the national conversation this really important national conversation that Elaine Dunn and the Federation have commenced with their tenacity and hard work throughout the country. I think if government, and it's not just our department, it's the Department of Exchequer, they all have to sit down. They have to wake up. We have to recognise that childcare is the cornerstone of a functioning economy. Well, you heard T.O. mentioned there, like, I mean, she needs to take up to 18 months um, off an unpaid leave again, even with her second baby, because she can't can't get anyone, uh, any childcare to to allow her even to go back to work. What about you, Afric? Um, What's your situation? Well, it's just heartbreaking to hear that this is still going on 25 years after the initial, uh, I think it was probably Marion Finucane did a huge programme on it. And it's still happening. Uh, I'd like to ask the government, through all the councillors in the different, when they're giving planning permissions, do they want the next generation? Do they want families who are not stressed beyond their limits to rear a happy generation of children? 
And my recommendation is that when, when businesses go looking for planning permission, it should be part, there should be a critical number at which they must supply a creche for their, for their employees. They supply parking, parking lots, so a creche is just one up. Uh, you're listening to Paula there, and with people like that running businesses, um, I, I don't know how they do it, actually, because despite trying to make a living, there's an emotional impact when you're dealing with children and stressed mothers and fathers. I will include fathers in this because I think they are mm. coming on board. There has to be a way where the government can ask. I'll, I'll name Amazon because Amazon is almost a generic uh, word at this stage. With the numbers they're employing, there should be a creche facility available for their people. Bausch and Lomb were able to do it down here in Waterford in the 1980s. That creche is still going, but I'm not so sure. I cannot say it's still under the ages of uh, Bausch and Lomb. Mm. But there's nothing negative in what I'm just suggesting. And especially with the brains that are in the business already, they know what they're doing. I mean, I don't know how they do it for the uh, for the small amount of money okay. that they're given. No, I take your point all right about businesses, um, you know, on, on crash facilities. I just wonder how many would be able to do it. Just, Paula, on a final point to you as somebody that's a, you know, provider, um, a childcare provider in the area, like... The, the majority of people that are getting in touch here today by whether it's email or text all pointing out the fact that they've, you know, babies up at six, five and six months old, they're due to go back to work, they can't get anybody, put the names down, even in some cases they say before the, the kids were born um, and they're due to head back to work and they can't because they cannot get childcare. They can't even get childminders either, you know, um, privately themselves. So like, well, like, what is your advice to people, Paul, in that situation? Look, I, I mean, it's not advice to people. At this stage, we need to look at government. We need to look at policy. We need to have urgent conversation. And it's not just with the Department of Children. It's across the board. Department of Exchequer, the Taoiseach's off, uh, the department, all have to get involved in this conversation. And we need to urgently... We're at the point of a cliff. We can turn this around with a little bit of positivity. There's a lot of us with capacity in our services, but we can't open it because we can't get staff. We can't get staff because we can't get funding. So it, it all comes back to one thing. So we need we need the department. We have we've consulted with the department overall throughout this year. They are listening, but they're not hearing. We need our government officials to hear now and to urgently react to this before we end up with a housing type crisis in the childcare sector. And we can turn it around with a bit of imagination as that lady, the lady, your previous speaker said, mm. and a bit of positivity. I'm a very positive person. I believe we can pull it back from the edge. But it means that our government officials, all of them, we can't just blame the Department of Children. Uh, all of the government officials have to come on board and we have to drive okay. a policy okay. that will be positive. I've been trying to get my two-month-old into a crash since before she was born, says this texter. I can't get anything. It's totally taken women out of the workplace. Another listener, I too have had to take extended maternity leave without pay because I can't find childcare. Another listener, it's not working. Um, sorry, it's not worth my while working and paying childcare. It's nearly two grand a month. It's another mortgage. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.